Hello, you're listening to Sarah Archer and episode 279 of the Speaking Club podcast. I want to kick off this show with a quote from Matthew McConaughey. We dissect failure a lot more than we dissect success. I started this podcast for two reasons. Because I want to help people recognise the power of stories and humour in speaking and because I believe it's your message that counts, not the number of ums and ahs you use. There are some organisations that want to create robot speakers. They want you to sacrifice your personality in order to speak perfectly. But I want to let you know that you can be yourself and a sensational speaker. So, if you want to be a speaker that connects and engages authentically through stories, a speaker that gives value as well as a great performance, then welcome home. Hello, great to be with you again. I hope you had a fantastic Christmas if you celebrate it and a great Monday if you don't. I was at a meetup before Christmas with some fellow business owners who I'm friends with and we were trying to sum up 2023 in a word or a short sentence and this is some of the things that we came up with. A year of two halves, life was good but business was hard. A journey, changeable. And I guess it felt that way for a lot of us. But we'll soon be kissing 2023 goodbye and heading into 2024, hopefully recharged and with hope that this new year will be better. So as you head into 2024, I wanted to share a few ideas you might find useful. I've used them in the past to achieve goals and a lot of super successful people have also used them to fulfil their desires too. It's something that I forgot over the past couple of years and I've just rediscovered again due to a couple of things going on in my life. But let me take you back to 2001 when I first stumbled across this strategy. Back in 2001, I discovered that even though I just lost eight pounds in weight in the form of my daughter Izzy, the eating for two approach I'd taken during my pregnancy had clearly worked and I was almost an extra half an adult heavier. And after a few months of uh, carrying this extra weight around, I decided to do something about it. So I joined a slimming group and started running. And I found running tough. I mean, who wants to get up early, go out into the cold and often wet, this is the UK, to pound the pavement? But I remember that every time I went out, I would picture my future self in a clothes shop, reaching up to grab a hanger that was at least two sizes smaller. And it was really vivid. And having that vision in my mind kept me moving forward. And it worked. I did indeed lose all the weight and actually got down to a size below that I'd imagined reaching for. But over the past 10 years, my weight has been creeping back up again. And over that time, I've tried various different approaches to tame it, but none have worked. But about six weeks ago, I had a bit of an epiphany. I was like, why not stop chasing shiny pennies and quick fixes and do the thing that worked last time, back in 2001. So I joined a slimming group and I've started running again. And lo and behold, I've already lost half a stone in three weeks. I've been doing 5k runs three times a week. And when it got hard, 
and I sort of first started doing this and I wanted to stop, I negotiate with myself. Just run to the next lamppost and see how you feel. Just run to the next building and see how you feel. But it was just in this last couple of runs that I remembered the other huge piece of the puzzle, that visualisation piece. And when things started feeling tough, I pictured future Sarah looking fly in a specific outfit that I think I'm too big to wear at the moment, cheering me on, calling me forward. Now, I know you might be shouting at me in your head saying, you could wear that now, Sarah. And I get that, but I just don't feel confident enough right now. Besides, future Sarah wouldn't have the same power then. (laughs) And the other thing that happened recently is that I've been working on a project to manage my time and increase my productivity. And if you're a regular listener, you'll have heard me talk about the upsides and downsides of having a mind like a butterfly. One of the downsides of which is that I'm easily distracted. Anyway, my coach introduced me to the work of Sarah Greener and a particular strategy called the Power Hour. I'll put a link to her site in the show notes in case you want to check it out. So as part of this process, you have to identify your current beliefs about time and write a new story about your relationship with time. And in creating this story, you consider what your life and business will be like in the future if you are more intentional with your time. What the impact will be on your loved ones and clients if you're not intentional with your time and things carry on as they are. And finally, what things will be like for your loved ones and clients if you are more intentional. And it's a great trick putting that bit last because we're often more motivated to do things for the people we love and care about than we are for ourselves. And so I created this new story and I've been reading it every day and it's absolutely having an impact uh, combined with the other strategies that Sarah Greener teaches. But what this is, is another example of my future self pulling me forward. And it's so powerful. Thinking about creating this episode also reminded me of one of the most notable examples of someone talking about using this strategy, which was um, Matthew McConaughey in his 2014 Oscar acceptance speech. You may well have heard it, but I think it's worth sharing again. And to um, my hero, that's who I chase. Now, when I was 15 years old, I had a very important person in my life come to me and say, who's your hero? And I said, I don't know, I gotta think about that. Give me a couple of weeks. I come back two weeks later, this person comes up and says, who's your hero? I said, I thought about it. You know who it is? I said, it's me in 10 years. So I turned 25, 10 years later, that same person comes to me and goes, so are you a hero? And I was like, not even close. No, no, no. She said, why? I said, because my hero is me at 35. So you see, every day, every week, every month, and every year of my life, my hero is always 10 years away. I'm never going to be my hero. I'm not going to attain that. I know I'm not. And that's just fine with me because that keeps me with somebody to keep on chasing. So to any of us, whatever those things are, whatever it is we look up to, whatever it is we look forward to and whoever it is we're chasing. To that I say amen. To that I say all right, all right, all right. And to that I say just keep living, huh? 
Thank you. I think having your future self as a hero, as someone to chase, is a wonderful thing for a few reasons. Firstly, because so often who we chase and who we compare ourselves to are other people. And that can more often hurt us than help us. That's something I've often done. And I heard a great antidote to that this year, which I'll share with you in a minute. But the initial point is that if we're comparing ourselves to our future self, then that is not going to sabotage us or slow us down. We won't get in our heads. One of the best exercises I ever did a few years back when I was doing my planning for the next 12 months was to do a meditation where I met my future self at the end of that year ahead and I asked myself what had made the difference. It sounds weird, but some things came through that I would never have thought of or expected would help and we put some of them into play and they made a difference. And I'm definitely going to try that exercise again as I go into 2024. But before I move on, I'll share that antidote to comparisonitis and the accompanying feeling of jealousy that so often follows. Okay, first of all, when we compare ourselves to others and have negative thoughts, we're actually pushing away the thing that they have and we want too. So, Whenever you see someone doing something you want to do, rather than getting snarky or beating yourself up for not being there, think of it this way. Number one, you look at them and you say to yourself, they got there, so it's possible for me. Secondly, you celebrate their success. Wish them more of it and confirm that you desire that success too. And by doing that, you're sharing with your subconscious and the universe that you want the same thing. That's from Catherine Zenkina and she has a great podcast on manifestation, which uh, if you're into that, then do check it out. So how do you practically apply all this stuff I'm talking about? Well, you might of course find your own way, but here are a few suggestions from me, which you can take or leave. First of all, Have a think about who you want to be and where you want to be in 10 years time. Develop a strong vision of you as your hero and do it without constraints or second guessing yourself. Do you want to be earning all your income as a transformational speaker? Do you want to be traveling the world speaking? Or do you want to be doing your talks as webinars or podcast guest spots? Or maybe you want your own successful podcast. That's the speaking aspect. But try and get as three-dimensional as possible with this. So think about the other areas of your life and business too. What types of things would future you be thinking, feeling, saying and doing? Then assess how different that is from where and who you are today. How big is that gap? And what do you need to change to close it? Maybe you need to work on some limiting beliefs that are holding you back. Maybe you need to put together a signature talk. Maybe you need to work on your speaking, storytelling and performance skills to increase your impact. Next, you decide which of those things that you're missing will have the biggest impact. And when you have a short list, perhaps these should be your goals for next year. 
Why not try and get a leg up from your future self and do the same meditation I did? Ask them what was the biggest thing that they did that made the difference. See what happens, even if it does feel a bit weird. I truly believe that if you can get a solid picture of the future you desire and see yourself in it, it will be so much more motivating and so much easier to manifest that future than dry numbers or statements on a piece of paper. I'm not saying don't do those things too, but just do them after you've done the visualisation of future you. 2023 has been a challenging year on many levels and there's only so much we can do about the big picture, but we can definitely influence the direction and outcomes of our own life. And one final piece of advice that I might have shared on the show before, but which continues to help me control my energy, my emotions and perspective that I want to share with you for 2024 is this. Whatever happens in this coming year, decide that it's happening for you. And if that is so, think about what the gift in that experience is for you to take away. That one sort of belief or technique has saved so much suffering for me over the past two years and has enabled me to keep moving forward even when things don't seem to have gone to plan. I want you to have a wonderful new year and I wish you the best for 2024. I hope all your dreams come true. And if any of them do involve speaking, well then, of course, I'd love to help you make them happen. And if you want to make one of my dreams come true, I'd love it. If you got anything from this episode and you haven't done so before, if you could leave an honest rating or review over at ratethispodcast.com slash TSC. All that's left for me to do is say thanks again for choosing the speaking club to listen to. And if you're on LinkedIn or Instagram, do connect and say hi. Have a wonderful, wonderful new year and rest of your week. Until next time, don't you forget to grab your life by the nuts and get cracking. Bye-bye. It's a nightmare. You're an expert with so much to say, but now that you've been booked to speak, you're struggling to know exactly what to talk about. You want a talk that engages the audience and wins you new clients without you losing your personality or anyone feeling pitched to. But what happens when you sit down to create that talk is that you end up staring at a blank page for ages or worse, surrounded by hundreds of sticky notes with content that you could include. With so much material, you just don't know where to start or finish. Don't worry because many experts like you face exactly the same challenge. And that's why I created the Blank Page to Stage Guide. In just 50 minutes, this breakthrough resource is going to help you identify the big idea of your message, make it relatable for the audience that you're speaking to, and convey it all in a way that gets the audience inspired and on board with your idea. And it works even if you have tons of material or your subject feels less than exciting. If you want to cut through swathes of content and get a talk that you're excited to share, your audience loves and wins you new clients, then grab your blank page to stage guide from saraharcher.co.uk slash newguide hyphen TSC.
Oh, I forgot to say, it's completely free. Enjoy! <laughs> 